So hello and welcome guys to today's fun-filled session of Autoguru Talks. And you know, I couldn't be happier to be speaking to the man himself, Graham Glue. Uh, he's a motorsport consultant and also the founder of Formula Woman. And from our recent conversations, I've also heard that he's the one with many speeding stories in Sheffield, which I am eagerly waiting to know about. So I've got Graham with us today. And as it happens, we also complete one year of Autoguru Talks as it happens on this day. So when we started off, we started off with the 70th anniversary of the British Grand Prix. And we're moving ever so closely to getting to the Silverstone race circuit. If you haven't found out already what that means, I would like you to continue watching this podcast. And by the end of it, I'm sure you will understand what we mean by you will get to the Silverstone race circuit at the end of this episode. Hello, that was a, that was a, a very good, strong introduction. Um, and um, I, I'm lost for words, actually, at the moment, <laughs> as you can tell. No, seriously. Um, yeah, Silverstone, we were there at Silverstone a few weeks ago at the Grand Prix. And um, the, I think what, uh, what Shami's referring to is the fact that we will be racing there in due course because the Formula Woman programme, once we have our winners, we'll be racing in GT Cup in uh, 2022, all being well. Correct. So at this point of time, Graham, I don't think the people that will be signing in or tuning in would know about Formula Woman. So let's, let's introduce them to the entire concept of what Formula Woman is, how you started off, and where the entire idea came around of Formula Woman. Okay. 2003, um, I had a meeting with uh, some TV people and uh, I'd always thought about getting women into motorsport, having run a racing school, because a lot of people used to say to me at the racing school, how come there's no women in the motor motorsport? And I would say, do you know what? I've no idea because we did have women coming to the racing school, but they never went further than the racing school. So 2003, I decided to approach sponsors, car manufacturers, TV broadcasters and um, we we set up Formula Woman in 2004 and we had over 10,000 women apply so that indicated to me that there was an appetite for women to go racing and bear in mind that's 17 years ago then we we, had, we created a championship with Mazda um, we whittled the the applicants from 10,000 down to a thousand down to uh, a shootout that, which, which contained about 100 people, if I remember correctly. And those 100 people were eliminated over three days down to 16 women who became semi, not, I wouldn't say professional racing drivers, but they, they were given the opportunity to race against each other in, uh, in what was a, a Formula Woman Championship with Mazda. So it then went on to um, caterums. We ran caterums for the next series. And then uh, it kind of fizzled out because, uh, to be honest, the caterums were not really female friendly, whereas the masters were, were enclosed and you, you, it was less claustrophobic, I would say. But anyway, I went on to other things. I sold the business. Um, unfortunately, it didn't continue. And, um, and then 17 years later, um, people were kept saying to me, why don't you start Formula Woman again? Because with nowadays, with women's empowerment, with diversity, with everything that's going on with women, it was basically a great time to 
um, to, to, to relaunch Formula Woman. And of course, the W Series had been going for a, a year or two, and we decided that, um, we're, okay, we we're not going the single-seater route, because again, I, I believe that, you know, some people get a bit claustrophobic in that kind of environment. So I said, right, let's find a manufacturer, let's find a TV deal, uh, and let's create an expression of interest, which is what we did in November last year. And then it was ping, 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 thousands of people saying, yeah, I'm interested. So then we launched um, Formula Woman again in January 2021 this year. Yes, and I am very, very much aware of the plans, the progress, since uh, obviously I'm part of the team Autoguru that's heading the Formula Woman division out here in India. And we're raging to go on with the assessment days that are to come and the entire event that's to come out in 2022. So, yeah, and I think... I think, sorry, just to, just to add to that, I think that um, when we connected probably about four or five months ago, it was clear to me that India, well, it wasn't clear to me, to be honest. I thought India would probably want to be one of the later places that we, that we arrive at. But in actual fact, um, having been over to India to the MRF challenge, I think it was a few years ago, um, it was clear that motorsport in India is very, very strong. So why not get women in India involved in motorsport as well? So it's, I think the ne next stop after Formula Woman UK, I'd love it to be Formula Woman India, and I'm sure it will be. Definitely, and we, we'd be uh, more than happy to host the entire Formula Woman community out here in India as well, maybe next year. Is that something that we can pencil down onto paper as next year, Formula Woman India 2022, 2023? Well, yes, absolutely. And, and, and we've, we've kind of started anyway, because we've got some uh, applicants from India already. And I think Autoguru are doing a great job in promoting Formula Woman. And what we need to do is we need to say, right, OK, how are we going to do the whole thing in India next year? Because 2022 would be the starting process for a, either a, um, a series, a championship. or I think I still think that whatever we do in other countries, it will mean that the, 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 the successful finalists will end up coming to Europe to actually race because the European GT scene is very, very strong, as you, as you know. Yes, exactly. You, you know, you mentioned just briefly uh, a while back that the, they will be coming to, to Europe for training. So obviously that's going to provide them a different environment, a di different scenario to get an understanding for the entire motorsport scene because obviously they're competing out here in India, it's completely different. In Europe, it's completely different. So Formula Woman will be providing uh, women an opportunity to experience something on a different scale. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, let me go on to explain that this is not just a competition, it's also a, a community. The Formula Woman community is being developed and everybody who gets involved will have the opportunity to uh, to become racing drivers, whether they make it into the finals and they, they're in the competition, um, it's irrelevant because what we're finding is that a lot of these women, they don't, they, they realise that it's um, it's a long shot for them to actually be successful and make the last six. However, they still want to be racing drivers, and this is what happened in 2004, 2005, and um, basically the ones that didn't get through, they they decided to do their own thing and train and become racing drivers. And we made a big mistake then because we just let them go and concentrated on the winners. 
This time, we're concentrating on everybody. We want everybody to have the opportunity to treat this as a, a journey and it be educational and have some fun and meet like-minded women. Definitely. You know, uh, just this one question keeps running through my mind. You keep mentioning formula woman, formula woman, but in your conversation, you always say that there is a, a community, uh, no racing that's going to be involved, there's going to be learning. So how does the word formula woman associate with no racing when the word formula sort of resonates to a lot of audiences as racing or motorsports and, and competition? Yeah, well, the word formula is, is it, it's, it's, can be used in many different applications, but the, the, the two words formula woman means that ladies around the world can become a formula woman. And a formula woman is a brand that we're building up. It's also, it, it obviously relates to uh, racing, it relates to women. And eventually what will happen is that many of the applicants will become racers. So we think it's a great name. Um, it, it worked very well in 2004. Um, and everybody, it is what it says on the can, as they say. Exactly, exactly. It is what you get. Um, and if I have got this correct, Formula Woman is a non-racing championship. Eventually, will turn into a, a racing championship. But for, for this season, we're solely basing it around the assessment days, if that's correct. Yeah, but even the assessment dates are, are centred around race cars and driving. So the, the way I see it is that once you've become a, once you've applied and you've become a Formula Woman, you are you have in effect become a potential racer. Right? Is that the, is that the tagline they were going with? Once you've registered, you're potentially a racer. I think so. Don't you? <laughs> can we can we get those on uh, fortune cookies then? Can we put them in fortune cookies? I think that's a great stickers. idea, yeah. Bumper stickers and on the back of the car. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic yeah. No. idea. Money making. Absolutely. Well, yes, we as well as a brand, we're a business and we're a competition and we're a it's a journey. It's a journey for women that want to do that want to get into a what's been traditionally dominated by men. And um you know, even down to the, the, the team that we will run next year, that will be run by women as well. So there's other opportunities that, that are developing with Formula Women, sort of in, in the engineering side, in the marketing side. You know, these, these women, they've all got jobs or they're students and they're, they, want to, they want to develop their careers. So if there's an opportunity in motorsport to develop the career, why not? Yep, most definitely. You know, funnily, you, you just brought up the fact that this is a male-dominated sport. And we all know that for the, for the last 20 or decades, it's been male-dominated for whatever reasons. Me being a male as well, you yourself being uh, a male as well, whenever I have been speaking to women about women empowerment or women development, the one question that keeps coming up is, you're a male, why are you so involved with women development or why are you uh, being the face to something that is more women centric? Shouldn't there be a woman face behind it? Because we would be able to resonate to a woman more as they face the similar sort of challenges. So they'd be able to resonate to them. So how do you feel or how have you sort of come under, have you ever come under those sort of challenges where people have questioned you being a male and trying to run a business with the sole idea of creating empowerment or diversity for women within a male-dominated sport? 
Yeah, I think that um, this question has, has arisen a few times. And what you have to bear in mind that my whole career has been motorsport. And when I ran the racing school in Lincolnshire um, back in the 80s, um, it was, um, I learned a lot about women, the women that came on the course. I learned an awful lot about women when we ran Formula Woman the first time round. And my, I've come to the conclusion that there's a, there's a number of things that make a, a female racing driver different to a male racing driver. Um, women can multitask better than men. I know that's a, a, a funny story that a lot of people talk about, but they can. They can do more than one thing at a time. Women are better listeners than men. So when you went under instruction, men will probably think, oh, it's OK. I know how to drive. I know what I'm doing. Next thing is they're in the gravel trap. Whereas a woman will work up to that speed uh, gradually, cautiously, and um, and then you know. Whereas men go beyond the limit to find it, whereas women will work up to the limit. And this is a very true fact in motorsport. Um, women are obviously um, seen by men as inferior drivers, which not all men. Don't get me wrong, um, because women can drive just as well as men. The car doesn't know what gender is, is driving it. And I think that women, some women have been phenomenally successful in the past, but never had the opportunity. Now, my opinion, my own personal opinion about Formula One is that the only reason that you don't have a female Formula One driver at the moment is the sheer physical strength required to build those neck muscles, to build that upper body into being able to cope with the G-forces that a Formula One creates. Um, and a woman probably tires, does not quite have the stamina that a man has. I mean, so they take tennis, for example. A man can hit a tennis ball at 140, 150 miles an hour, whereas a woman probably is about 30 miles an hour less. And it's all to do with upper strength. So, yeah, I mean, there's lots of differences in motorsport terms. But um, let's face it, you know, you've got, there's no reason why women can't compete against men on a level playing field. And that's what, exactly what we're going to do with GT Cup and McLaren in 2022. Exactly. And I think that's the reason why as well, rather than having men compete against women, there is the whole W Series coming up. So they can have their own individual series, see how well they're able to push their limits. And then eventually once they're on a similar sort of platform, we can have a combination of both. Like there is in the example of tennis as well. There's a male tennis and there's women tennis, and then there is mixed doubles as well. So once yeah. we're able to identify the, the capabilities through the W series, we'd be able to see in the next maybe 10 odd years, I think 10, 10 years is a sufficient enough time to judge or give them the ability to, to race and then make a solid decision on whether it's, it's good enough to, to join the two or just keep them separate. Yeah, and with Formula Woman, I think that there'll be a lot of women that eventually are racing with us that will progress to the W Series. What you have to realise that the majority of the drivers in the W Series have probably been karting since they were six years old. Exactly. Um, same as the guys. And, and I think that um, our, our idea is to, is to eventually try and work with the W Series, but they are at the moment two different things because the formula woman process is to find 
um, novice drivers mainly and drivers with limited experience so that we can give them a chance to, uh, to compete against men. And then eventually, if they're really, really good, um, they can compete in the W Series. Perfect. That, that's a very, very sound aim and objective to have. Start off from Little Women and eventually get into W Series through the various different challenges, tests that Formula Women will put you through. But if I could just stop your thought process there for one second, and if you can summarize in, in a few statements, what exactly is Formula Women or the process that one would go under from start to finish for this year's Formula Women Championship? Yeah, so to start with, they, uh, they go to the website. It's, uh, every, all the information is on the formulawoman.com website. Uh, they then go to apply. They fill in a form. They pay an access fee, which is, uh, in terms of motorsport, is minimal. It's uh, £99. That gives them a welcome pack, which is then sent out to them. Um, once they've got the welcome pack and their access code and card, they can then um, take part in any events that we're offer operating before assessment days. And then in September through to November, we have um, a number of assessment days in the UK. And we're also running assessment days in other countries because the assessments, sorry, the applications are literally coming in from all over the world. Only yesterday we had one from New Zealand, that we had one from Kuwait, we had one from Argentina, and, and there's several from North America as well. So we've got to cater for everybody. And the way it's going to work in India is that there will be a, a, an assessment day that will run similar to our assessment days around about the same time. And then um, it'll be then up to us to select the last 50, uh, possibly more than 50, because as you know, this is a, a televised program as well. It's a tele televised series. So the TV production company do have a say as to, or they have some input in terms of um, finding women, because women, it's not just about driving. It's also about being fit. It's about driving, being having that natural ability. And it's also about having some media presence as well and being confident and being able to talk to camera and being able to, because motorsport revolves around sponsorship and sponsors, they want to have somebody representing them that can stand up and talk about their products and talk about their racing and talk about, um, and, and be a person, not, not necessarily a personality, but certainly have some presence in terms of being able to represent themselves and the, the sponsor that they're, they're racing for. Absolutely agree to that. And what I like to define this entire procedure is as, as a complete athlete. I would like to not per se define them, but in order to them, in order for them to be having all these different aspects with media, written and a good written and vocal ability, communication language, they would combine as a complete athlete. Yeah, I mean, that. This bear in mind that we're talking about the competition now rather than just Formula Woman. So those that want to progress and do well and, and stand a chance in the competition, they have to have all-round uh, ability, all-round um, uh, strengths to be able to do this and to be able to get to the final six. It's a tough call. And I don't want to upset everybody by saying, you know, unfortunately, you didn't make it to the last 50 or you didn't make it to the last six because... We want to help you. We want to help you pursue your dreams, 
We want to tell you what, where you were weaker than some of the others. We want to work on that for you. We want to turn you into a, um, a, a capable racing driver because let's face it, motorsport is not just about Formula One and the W Series and everything else at that high level. It's about club racing. It's about racing at a low level. At a, there's, a, there's a championship in the UK called the, um, what's it called? It's the 750 Motor Club, I think. And it's, uh, it's yeah. the budget series. And it's like series, yeah. people with a limited budget buy their own car, take it to the track on a trailer and have some fun. And then there's other types of motorsport. There's sprints, there's hill climbs, there's rallying, there's drifting. You know, there's so many different motorsports that can um, suit people's pocket and suit people's ability. Definitely. I completely agree with that fact that at the end of the day, this is a sport. There could be leisure sport as well, and then there could be competitive sports. What these different series have started doing is sort of trying to integrate the leisure aspect of motorsport as well. And what we are trying to do is build a competitive race series, which eventually provides some sort of progression and makes motorsport a bit more accessible, a bit more mainstream for both male and female from all different worlds of life. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. Um, I mean, OK, our focus is on women at the moment, but um, we have a, a number of Jaguar Project 8s that we use for um, training men uh, as well as women. And um, you know, we mustn't forget about our breed. We've got to uh, continue looking after the men as well as the women. But at the moment, the Formula Woman project is huge. It's growing. It's, uh, it's creating a lot of social media coverage as well as traditional media coverage. And I think that, you know, once we get to that point where we're, we have our Formula Woman race team within GT Cup um, operated by women, then that's going to be another story in itself. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. Did you, did I, did I sense any sort of hints you dropping there that the women uh, get to drive any sort of Jaguar Project 8s or any, are there any sort of hints that you're dropping here? Any sort of exclusive behind the scene footage that you'd be able to drop in here with us or can we leave that to another date? Well, have you heard about the Vauxhall Corsa E? Um, no, I haven't. Well, we, last week in the UK, we announced that we will be using the Vauxhall, the new Vauxhall Corsa Electric, sorry, the Corsa E um, for our assessments. And that's gone down pretty well because what we did is we took one of these Corsa E's to Carfest and it's quite an exciting car. It accelerates like crazy, it handles incredibly well and it's very easy to drive. So by using these Vauxhalls at the assessment days in the UK, it means that all the applicants, all the competitors, all they have to do is concentrate on their lines, their breaking point, their, their apex, their exit. So that because we want that, it's an easier way of us finding if they've got natural ability with, in terms of their driving. So if you take a Project 8 Jaguar, which we have, which we will be using, and that's the only hint you're going to get, um, they, they are a very high performance, complex car, which take a lot of driving. But once you've learned how to drive them, they're incredible machines. Yep. And then, of course, we've got the McLarens. So really what, what I'm hinting here is that what will happen with Formula Woman is that the women will go up in different levels to various cars. And, and by the way, they'll probably, and I, I use the word probably, is um, they will start off in go-karts. 
I will say no more. <laughs> All right. I, I don't off fish for any more information from you. I think you've already spilled quite a lot of beans out of the can already. And uh, I think this is going to be good information or a starting bit of information for anyone that listens to this to be interested to know more. Let's just say that. Well, there's one thing I forgot to tell you, and that is that once you've got your welcome pack and your access fee, the, the women can then go on to the online tutorial. And the online tutorial is something that we've developed. So it's the theory of motorsport. It's the theory of driving. And you have to get you have to go through that online tutorial before you get your assessment day. It's, it's not there's a little quiz at the end and it's easy to if providing everybody listens and watches. The quiz is not difficult. Once they've completed the quiz, they, they, there is a little certificate that they get. Um, and that, and we, we, are, we are informed by the portal in Gib, who run the portal, that that person has completed their tuition and is ready for assessment. And, and the reason I mention that is because motorsport's not just about being able to drive on the practical side. It's also a lot of theory involved. And that online portal that online tutorial really does demonstrate it in a very good way. And that's in a McLaren as well. So that is some good, insightful stuff, Graham. And I can't thank you enough to, to give us some of your time from your busy day to help us and join us in this really creative space where we are providing information to a larger audience via just a bare bit of conversation. But last, not really lastly, but I just have a few other things that I would love to know from you, both from an individual as as a founder of Formula Woman, is could you name some of the challenges that you faced during these uncertain times of COVID and how what sort of are you dealing with it? Because I'm sure it's not been an easy ride coming up to this, this point so far. Yeah. Um, after we launched the Expression of Interest website back in November, one of my concerns was the pandemic. And then some of my team and some of my colleagues said, well, when is the right time to launch Formula Woman? And even if COVID remains in place for months, even a couple of years or what, as, it, as it has done, people are going to be desperate to get out and do something very soon. Otherwise, they'll all go crazy. So I, I took that on board and I said, right, OK. And I think what's happened is the applications that we've received are from positive people who believe in themselves and believe that COVID is not here forever and COVID is, we have to live with COVID. So let's do it and let's get out and let's do the things that we enjoy doing. And that includes holidays, it includes, you know, going to the football matches and of course it includes motorsport. Unfortunately, because motorsport's regarded as an elite sport, it's managed to sustain, it's managed to sustain its continuity um, during the pandemic, no spectators, obviously, but the, the sport has continued. Um, but yeah, I mean, here in the UK, we're, we're, we're coming out of lockdown, with, we're starting to be able to travel. And I'm sure a lot of the other countries that are slightly behind us will follow suit very soon. But I would say to people, yeah, if you're thinking of having some fun, joining the journey of Formula Woman, Go to the website, have a good look at it. And if you think you've got what it takes, or if you think you would like to be a racing driver, sign up, do it all through Autoguru, and we'll, we'll be seeing you on track for sure. Definitely. I think leading into what you're just saying, maybe you could provide us with one tip or one piece of advice 
to lead us with for the women coming on to the event or the person of assessment day or even as a novice driver one piece of tip or advice you would like to give them to be a racing driver it's all in the head to be on track it's all in the head to be positive and do something that you've dreamed of it's all about what's in your mind and having that mind that can actually overcome any problems that are put in front of you. And it's interesting that you brought that up because our next newsletter um, and our next process is um, fitness, mind coaching and nutrition. So those three all kind of gel together as one. But it's a very important aspect of, uh, of motor racing. It's an important aspect of any sport that your mind has to be in the right place. Um, you know, been, I've had a chance to watch some of the Olympics and I'm shocked to see that, um, that some of the athletes are actually withdrawing due to um, their own mental well-being. And uh, it's kind of, well, is this an excuse or is it, is it something that, they, that we need to consider more? I think that what we do have to consider is that if you want to do something, then do it but be positive about doing it. If you're he hesitant, um, then you do something else. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that uh, mental health and Olympic athletes and all sorts of people uh, withdrawing from the competition. But I think in today's day and age, it's mental health is equally, or if not more important as your own physical development. As we're seeing a lot of the Olympic athletes that are withdrawing from competitions, but this problem of mental health has been going on since way beyond and we can even think about it. It's only now that's come to light and more information has come around it. Because if I can remember a recent article that I just read, uh, just going a little bit off topic from motorsports or uh, the Olympics, at the, at the Euros, uh, Tyron Minks had recently put out an article said, stating that he had to go and visit a psychiatrist before the Croatia game because of the number of um, concerns the entire country had over him starting when he is one player who you wouldn't really consider to be or welcomed in the England squad. So if people need to really visit or get medical help for these kind of situations, it's, it's really alarming. Because if you're if you're at a serious situation or at, at a football club representing the country, and you're needing medical attention, it, it's definitely alarming, and it needs to be taken care of. Even with the example of well, on bios. Uh, yeah, I would say that um, I would say that uh, I, I went on a I went on a sports course many years ago when I was running the racing school. No, just after actually. And I was trained by two, um, two, two ex-Olympic athletes. One was, um, no, sorry, one, one was an ex-Olympic athlete. The other was a very well-known racing driver. And we concentrated on the mind over two days and how the mind overcomes certain issues. So this mental health um, phrase is, is kind of, in my mind, is different to mind coaching because mind coaching is, is I think is essential in any sport, any aspect. And that's why having done that course that I did all those years ago, I found that I could adapt certain things from that course 
into motor racing and use it with pupils that came to the racing school. And in actual fact, they, um, they, they, learned, they, they benefited from it because there's certain areas of a, of a track and, a, and a, a lap that you do in a racing car. If you concentrate on one particular area um, that works with your mind, you can put a, a faster lap time in. And this was a fascinating experiment. And, um, you know, it's something that's been developed over the years. But big difference between mind coaching and mental health issues, in my mind. I absolutely agree. Uh, there are a lot of different aspects when you consider mental health and mind coaching. And I think that's a complete different conversation for a completely different type oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. audience as well. Um, we go on forever. <laughs> absolutely. I, we can, I think we can have another separate podcast and just that. But obviously, and we'll have a we'll have a we'll have a separate podcast on all my speeding convictions another time. Is that okay? Yeah, I think I, I will allow that one. Your speeding uh, journeys are something that we can allow for another time, or when we see you in the UK. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Lastly, and uh, just before I let you leave, I would just want you to know, like, you've obviously mentioned India as growing motorsport development country. What would you consider, since India is the first year that our Formula Woman as a competition, is the first of its kind competition in India for the first time it's coming to India. What would you consider as success in the first year? What would I consider as, as a, well, in, in the first year, I would say that you would probably replicate what we're doing in our first year. And you will have a lot of women from all over India that want to, get involved it's a question of um of getting the message over to the millions of people in your country um who are driving enjoying the driving want to do more um and and, and that's another thing it's you don't have to be 16 17 18 you can be mid-20s mid-30s mid-40s we've got applicants in their 60s and 70s because they they're looking at it as a an opportunity to, do, to, to learn something more later in life. Um, so I would say that, yeah, you know, there's no reason why if we, if we replicate what we're doing here in the UK and India next year, that you will have thousands of women applying. Definitely. I'm convinced of it. Let, let a little cat out, out of the bag from the India side as well. We've received applications from someone who's a surgeon someone who's yeah. a housewife and also owns Lamborghini Huracan. Right. And we've received applications from people who are 13 and 14 year old as well. But obviously the age barrier has something, is something that's barring us from letting them compete. But if someone of 13 years of age wants to compete, maybe in the next couple of years, once she's a little bit more confident behind the wheel, we will allow her the opportunity. Yeah, well, that's the good thing about karting. You can start at six years old. So, um, you know, there's no reason why these youngsters can't do some training, find themselves a sponsor or, um, you know, if, they, if they're from a, 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 a wealthy family, then it's... Uh, the problem is, I'll just cover this one before we go. The, the, there was a comment from Lewis Hamilton that um, the majority of the drivers in Formula One have come from wealthy backgrounds and it's true and it's very unfortunate that motorsport has become so expensive to climb the ladder that it's just out of everybody else's reach 
So what we're doing here is we're actually giving everybody an opportunity to try and develop their skills and be one of the few people that make it without incredible amounts of wealth. And in all fairness, Lewis, he made it with his father's support. Uh, he happened to be in the right place at the right time. Ron Dennis supported him in his early years. And he's probably the only driver in Formula One that, uh, that hasn't had that massive uh, financial backing. Exactly. Exactly. He's done things that many people thought were impossible. And even when he was in the seat way back, not many people had have written him off. Everyone had written him off as someone who would not be able to be successful. Uh, he would give up easily, but I think his mental health has allowed him to to succeed and come as I'll far. I'll tell you a very... I'll tell you a very interesting story. When Lewis was in Formula 3, I think it was, or, yeah, I think it was, was it Formula Renault? No, it's Formula 3. Yeah, I think he had two or three seasons in Formula 3. And Ron Dennis, who was backing him from McLaren, said, Lewis, if you don't perform, it's the end of the road for you. I'm sorry. So the next race he won, the next race he won, the next race he won. It's all in the mind. It's all in the mind. <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's just title this episode as formula formula woman it's all in the mind exactly sounds good to me all right I'm, I'm noting this down somewhere right as we speak and that's going to be the title and you mentioned newsletters that's going to be out you've got formula win newsletters let's put this episode or when it's going to release out in your newsletters as well so that the whole world know about formula woman this podcast yeah once you're once you're yeah i mean the newsletter uh comes out every week it covers all different aspects of what we're doing, um, what's coming up, and once you're once you've joined Formula Woman, you get uh, you get access to a newsletter. It comes to you automatically, and and all the previous uh, newsletters are on our website under. Um, uh, you just put your access code in, and you can see all the newsletters from before. But yeah, w- what we should do is we should mention in this week's newsletter that we're uh, watch out for the uh, the uh, the podcast from India. It should be out in a couple of weeks. Uh, I will be letting you know personally when it's going to be out so that you can communicate with the Formula Women team. And uh, we shall be in conversation from now until when it comes out as well. Sounds good. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in into this amazing episode of Autoguru Talks. This is your host, Sham, and I'm signing out.